Hello and welcome to Ready and Newman's daily podcast, your go-to place for common questions about immigration to the United States. Ready and Newman is a team of experienced business immigration attorneys who handle a host of visa categories and complex immigration cases. This podcast will provide an insight into our daily free conference calls hosted by our attorneys, as well as discussions on hot immigration topics. Please note that information provided is not to be construed as legal advice for your specific situation and does not constitute an engagement with Ready and Newman PC or establish an attorney-client relationship. For specific advice on your situation, please contact an attorney. Here's your host. Hi, this is Rahul Reddy. Today is March 2nd, 2021. The time is about 1130 a.m. Renee and PC does conduct conference calls every single day. For those people who are listening to this, to this in the podcast, radio, and other media, you can check our timings at rmlawgroup.com. For those people who are in the conference call, if you want to ask any questions, please press star six to ask the question. You'll be announced with the last four digits of your phone number to ask the question. Uh, Inominous caller, you have any question? Hi Rahul, my name is Rain. I have a question. So, uh, can I have multiple different employers file my H-1B in lottery this year? That's considered as fraud. A lot of fraud companies are filing those things, and about 20 to 30 companies go to jail. About 100 companies, about 50 or 70 companies get investigated, and you want to be part of them? Well, you know, good. You make money for us. I don't know. Uh, I recommend different employers. Yeah, but there is a lot, 99.99% of the time, it's all fraudulent companies that are doing. And if you want to determine their fraudulent or not, well, I don't know. 99% of them end up to be fraudulent. So you're telling your company is not. I would rather want you to consult a lawyer to make sure your company is not. That's, That's the way it goes on. Because what happens, sometimes they get selected in the lottery also, they even approve. The problem with immigration is that they approve these petitions so easily, and then one year down the line, that's when they come back and tell you that this is a fraudulent company. They won't tell you immediately. And we know how these companies, they, some, of, some of these companies, the USCIS tried to catch them. They are not even in the United States. They are somewhere else. They're operating. They hire somebody here to sign the petitions. They make tons of money. 9543, you have a question for us. Hi, Rahul. This is Vankat. I'm on my STEM OPT and I'm applying for my H-1B this year. My Mm -hmm. passport is about to expire in September. If my H-1 Mm -hmm. gets rigged, will there be an issue for approval of a visa because the passport will expire before October 1st? No, sir. No, sir. Your passport must be valid at the time when you file the H-1B, which is going to be before July, and you said that your passport is expiring to me in September. So that means that it's, it's going to be valid at the time you file the H-1B. You will have no problem whatsoever at all in getting your H-1B because of your passport. And what if I renew my passport right now because the Doesn't passport number matter. will change? Doesn't matter. Does not matter. You're fine. You will not be penalized. Your H-1B will be approved for, for a period which is normally approved. You are fine. Renew your passport, sir. Thank you. I- 0404, you have a question for us. Hi, good afternoon. Uh, this is uh, Rupert. 
my question is uh, i have two uh, two concurrent filings one uh, h1b has already been approved and i'm working on that and employer b my second employer they have recently filed my h1b and uh, it's a concurrent filing so the first question mm-hmm. is uh, regarding uh, uh, when i go to visa stamping my visa is set to expire uh, on in september so when i go to visa stamping what should i be telling the uh, the visa officer should i tell them that it's uh, w- which employment should i be uh, you should go or? with the, you should go with the main employment the main employment not the concurrently filed employment the problem is when you come back into united states you are supposed to mention to them that you are going to be working for two companies and you show them the h1b approval for both the companies they and and they don't have any system to reflect it at this point of time so every time you come in you may have to file one more concurrently filed h1b every time i come in i have to find a concurrently filed h1b you have to you have to file a concurrent h1b okay so at the point of entry, basically i have to disclose them there is no okay. way out for them to do it we tried okay. many times we failed okay um I, i'm not sure if i got the uh, if i got the port of entry no. scenario like uh, every so, year i have to file so, like if it's approved for 3 years the concurrent uh, petition should i again right. file it you have to again file it because at the port of entry the i94 they don't have a way to reflect both companies okay you got it or you did not okay. get it yeah i i think the visa part i'm clear the visa part uh, i'm going to tell i'm going to uh, yeah visa part you clear but petition but i94 there's no way out i don't i we, we couldn't figure it out what to do mm-hmm. and okay. the officers couldn't figure it out what to do you don't want to hang in there and at the at the main port of entry at the port of entry if i tell them my uh, my petition is for uh, if i disclose them only uh, the main petition and not m- mention mm-hmm. anything about the concurrent filing is then you can't be, work uh, for the concurrent then you cannot work for this company b you have to mention it and you have to get the approval for both the companies then only and there is we tried it many times we failed it every time so what we do is that once you come back we file one more concurrently filed h1b so every time you go outside the country and come back it's the same story okay so basically disclose uh, uh, both the employment at the port of entry and after coming in then file uh, a new h1 uh, uh, new file for yeah or you just don't disclose just come here and file an amendment uh, file a, sorry file a concurrently filed h1b again because if sometimes they get confused they take you to a secondary thing it's a nightmare there for you after 24 hours of travel to go through all that thing 7299 you have question for us hi rahul uh, my name is rahul as well uh and mm-hmm. on uh, l1a visa extension denial uh, so my wife and my wife is on l1a i am on l2 and ead uh, recently my wife's extension was denied um we currently have a green card application in progress and we also have uh, approved i797 petition uh, mm-hmm. but our i94 expired on jan 11 2021 so my question is are we out of status and what are our options from here ah. um you're not out of status because you told me that you filed the adjustment status that's right you haven't got an ead yet is right that's right we yeah yeah technically you can wait until the ead comes in and then you can start working once the ead comes in uh since you have an adjustment of status that is a status so uh the adjustment of status i haven't received the receipt number yet when so did you file it sorry when did you file it uh 
first week of uh, actually on on february 1st of this year was it current in february 1st yes it was current why did not you file in october we filed uh, but they said you know we filed incorrectly and said so they returned our application package and it went okay. current on so yeah but it was it was still current in february yes yeah there are some issues because your i94 expired by february i would recommend yeah. that you consult a lawyer on this one okay okay the next caller is going to be um 3597 you have a question for us yeah rahul um i have a question on h4ead so i have applied for h4ead like in june 2020 and mm-hmm. it's been 8 months until now like you know uh, we did not uh, received any biometric appointment and mm-hmm. while we are you know like uh, applied for the h4ead right so at that time the i797 validity was until may 2021 which is like two months mm-hmm. from now and mm-hmm. in between you know like i did file for h1 extension where the mm-hmm. i797 has been approved until 2023 so mm-hmm. my question is like uh, is there a chance that we can update the h4ead petition with the new i797 form So when you file for the H4 before you only filed until May of 2021 right yeah at that time you know like the I797 was valid until May 2021 no 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 i want you to ref you can do so but don't count on it refile the entire H4 and EAD again don't rely on it okay and then like uh, so you are suggesting to wait until the current expiry and then refile no, the no 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 I don't want you to wait until the current expiry. I want you to file the H4 extension right now. Okay. So like uh does it has to be a new uh petition or like App- I can new petition. Do do both the things. Apply for a new petition and also do something called interfiling saying that look I filed the H4 before but right now my H4 is approved all the way to 2023. do both the things don't do one thing okay and does it has to be like uh, so we have to pay the fees and all again or um, yes if you want your wife to be legally staying in this country yes you need to pay the fees again 4260 your question for us uh, hi rahul this is shrinivas yes yes yeah actually you know uh, my it is regarding my mother in law she came through uh, visiting visa b1 b2 and you know mm-hmm. she came like you know 6 months back and you know it is her i94 is uh, 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 ex- uh means you know ending by this uh, saturday but uh, we filed the green card in between like a uh, family based green card uh, on october 29th and uh, mm-hmm. so far we did not get any biometrics or any any advance parole we filed i130 mm-hmm. i131 advance parole and 485 all concurrent so my mm-hmm. question is she wanted to go back to india due to emergency like mm-hmm. eye surgery and we expedited couple of times the uh, biometrics or whatever so far did not get anything so we have a letter why are you trying to expedite why are you getting the biometrics expedited we did not get any uh, you know they are saying you know we need to have biometrics uh, in order to go further for advance parole first to have to no, have uh, biometrics who said that okay. who said that who said that uh, when we contacted uh, the uscis no no you don't need biometrics to get an advance parole you can expedite the advance parole but uh, they're not going to norm they're not going to normally do the advance parole expedited they normally don't 
And biometrics have nothing to do with uh, advanced parole. There are a lot of people who get advanced parole approved without biometrics. So okay. now the problem with your mother-in-law is that if, you leave, if she leaves the country, she cannot come back. The green card is gone. The other problem is she may not be able to come back on a B2 visa also because her B2 expired and she stayed at least one day after the B2 expired. So she's completely out of status. She can't come here and then you have to file one more I-130 application in the council processing that may take approximately two to two and a half years for her to come back. Okay, Rahul. So at this time, so do you want me to expedite the uh, advance parole one more time? Because you, you can know, we try. Concretely. You can try. You can try. You can try. Okay. But normally, 80% of the time, they don't expedite the advance paroles. You can try. Okay. So, okay. So we she she need to stay till uh, to get uh, that uh, advance parole and uh, stay as it is. Yeah. That, yes. That is one question. The 481 will be denied, not the 131. Yeah, but this, everything what you're planning is wrong. You shouldn't have gone filing an I-130 application by yourself without going to a lawyer. The reason is that if you think so, no, I-130 is not abundant. You're right, only 485 is abundant. But this I-130 is pointing out she's going to file the additional status. Then you have to file something called I-824 to point out to them, hey, this I-130 should be sent out to this I-130 should be sent out to the consulate. The I-824 will take approximately two to three years to get it approved. So you are better off filing one more I-130 if she is going to leave the country. Okay. Okay. So my option is you know going to be I applying I-130 one more time if she is leaving the the country. If she is leaving Otherwise, the country, that will be the best. 130, applying 130, and she can go back to India and come back uh, yeah. to B1, B2 again? No, she cannot come back and B1, B2. Okay, okay. She cannot. Till, uh, because she, the reason... need to wait till 130 reason, approved, yeah. I-130 is approved, the council processing is done, she gets a green card in India, and she comes back here. The whole process might take at least two and a half years. In the meantime, she cannot come Hello. to the United States on B2. The reason why she cannot come on B2 is to come on a B2, you must have intention only to come temporarily in the United States. And since she wants to permanently immigrate, she cannot come on B2. The next caller is going to be 9927. Yes. Hello, Rahul. Um, I applied yes. for EB3 downgrade uh, with uh, 485 mm -hmm. concurrently. So um, mm -hmm. my employer is offering me a promotion uh, uh, from uh, coming to a director position. So after mm -hmm. 180 days, uh, can I go ahead and up, uh, uh, take the offer? You can. I want you. Did, you, did you file the I-140 also? Yeah, I uh, concurrently filed I-140 EB3 down. Get that one. Get get that one. Premium processing approved though. Okay. And, uh, and the, the main and before before you accept this director position though, okay? I don't know what director means. Is it a movie director or what? Um, no, the director. director uh, well, I, I don't know. I, I don't know what director. Yeah. So, so I would rather want to have it evaluated the job description, the previous job mm -hmm. description to the new job description, and yeah. may recommend some alterations in the title though, because director is can be. I don't know what director means. It's like a very broad title though. I would rather want yeah. to have the IT word first and some other word yeah. afterwards. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So okay. right now my 
Yeah, right now my job code is uh, in the perm is like 15, 11, I would, 21. I would, I would, I would, I would recommend to get it evaluated by a lawyer rather than the conference call. Give both the job descriptions because when you say director, it doesn't tell me anything. Um, job description, the job duties will tell the things what you are rather than the title. Director means what? A movie director or what director? Uh, traffic director, it could be anything. So that's the thing, the job description is very important. 0027, you have a question for us. Hi Rahul, I have two questions. Uh, one is for mm -hmm. my brother, um, mm -hmm. who is in India, and he's, he said when we got picked up in the lottery last year, and mm -hmm. he has that approved petition until July 2022. Mm -hmm. Okay, and uh, so since he got this, his client got changed, and now he is looking for another project within the same organization, same employer. Um, so he has not got any project yet. So since he has almost one year, so here, here is the question, right? So does his H1B will be invalidate or cannot be used if no visa stamping done before July 2022? If the same company will get a project again, though, hmm. they can file one more H1B for it for it. They can file it. And it has to go through again lottery system or he, whatever it, has, it was picked up? No, if it is with the same company within the expiration of the H1B, it doesn't have to go through the lottery system. If it's a different company or if it's a thing which is after the H1B expires, he has to go through the lottery system. So with, until July 2022, he can still use that and if, if that if the same, like if the same company, if the same yeah. company files the H1B, yeah. So if July 2022 is then they have to file in the new quota again. Lottery system. Okay. Yeah. What is your question? Okay. So I have another question. So uh, I'm in US. Can I uh, enroll into online academic courses? And do I need to inform USCIS? It doesn't need to inform. What visa you are in right now? H1B. You don't have, you can enroll in the classes. You don't have to inform any USCIS, anybody at all. Um, you mm -hmm. can be fine. You're fine. Sure. So okay. Rahul, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, one quick question. So my perm was filed in February 26, 2021, and mm -hmm. I have my H1B validity until Jan 9, 2022. So... Mm -hmm. If I don't get uh, perm labor approval at least at least by September October, what are my options? Uh, uh, you may consider visiting. Yeah, you may consider visiting Mexico for some mm -hmm. extended, but less than thirty days. Though the reason is that you know the recapture time. I don't have to explain that. Is right. So any time that you spend yeah. outside the country, well, you already did it. But you can still yes. do from now to September. Okay. Mm -hmm. So you can go to Mexico, have nice margaritas there, and now everything is remote work anyway. Is that right? Stay there for 20 days, come back, and keep going back like that. In that way, you can go across the February of 2021. Okay? 22. In that way, then you can extend the H1B if by any chance the labor and I won't get approved. That's one way of getting extension. The other way is okay. it's very hard. I mean, you have to just... 
go to India, get the I-140 approval, and then file H-1B, get the stamping. That's another way. Or, you know, while you're working, you have some margaritas in Mexico. That's probably the better way. And keep on going. Every two weeks, you know, two weeks here, two weeks there, two weeks here, two weeks there. And make sure you have clear documentation. You're spending time in Mexico having margaritas. Okay, 6399, you have a question for us. Yeah, hi, sir. Uh, my name is Surya. Uh, I'm working for mm-hmm. a Indian company. Currently, I'm on L1A on the seventh year. Mm-hmm. My L1A mm-hmm. is going to expire. I, mean, I will be finishing my seven years L1A on July of 21. So mm-hmm. I had a previous H1 uh, stamped on my passport. So based on mm-hmm. that, uh, mm, uh, my company has initiated my uh, green card and EB2 uh, last mm-hmm. year, and then my right now perm is in progress. So um, I have, it's almost five, five months is over uh, since my perm is filed. So my question is, uh, once my perm gets approved and uh, 140, I get a 140, uh, my mm-hmm. company is saying uh, they will file my uh, change of my status from L1 to H1 uh, using the consular processing. They're saying they cannot uh, change my change of status uh, from L to H uh, as uh, recently there is a change happened on the on ASC 21-106A uh, Act uh, that uh, change of status cannot be done from H L to H. Only thing is consular processing is the only option. Um, so is what? that correct? And, uh, I don't know of that information. I, why can't mm-hmm. they change the status, status from L to H? They can. Okay. So that way I don't have to leave the country, right? I'm sorry? Um, uh, no, you don't. Yeah, you don't have to leave the country. You're fine. Yeah, but they're saying uh, uh, with the recent change happened in the last two months, uh, L2H cannot be done uh, with uh, with one for no. That is, option is to that is that is not right, sir. That is okay. not right, sir. Okay. So, okay. so I have to talk. Is the is like ASC twenty one one zero six A? What is that act? I don't know what they're speaking. I know AC21. I don't remember what a 1067 mm-hmm. Act is. You can change the status yeah. from L1A to H1B. The only thing okay. is well, that you must be counted mm-hmm. towards a lottery, but you said you're already being counted towards a lottery. So that's fine. I mean, you're already counted towards the lotteries, right? I, I had my, that was my, from my previous organization almost uh, 10, 15 years back. I had a H1. Uh, it's already stamped on my passport. I also traveled here once with that H1. So yeah, so that, you're fine. I mean, yeah. so you're counted towards H1B. You can you can move to H, uh, H1B. No, I don't know if any law that tells you that you can't. Nine six eight eight. You have a question for us. Hello. Uh, very good morning, there. I have a question. So um, uh-huh. we recently got married here uh, in the United States a month ago. And uh, I got my I-140 approved. So mm-hmm. um, my wife is on uh, CPT, F-1 visa. Mm-hmm. So can we apply H-1B and H-4 both now when, okay. uh, during this H-1B season? <clears throat> uh, you mean to say what your fear is that, I mean, can you do both the things at the same time? Will it cause any problem? Uh, yeah. No, it doesn't cause any problem. You're fine. Okay. I don't okay. see anything wrong in it. Okay. One more thing is, uh, you know, um, uh, as I said, I'm planning to file H4 and H4 EAD um, being in the mm-hmm. United States. So what are the difference in the timelines? You know, if she um, goes back to India and get H4 stamping, come back and apply for EAD versus uh, mm-hmm. apply change of status from F1 to H4. 
Uh, yeah, it hearing. looks like it's, it looks like going back and getting the stamping and applying the EAD is more faster than sitting down here in the United States and applying for a change of status from F1 to H1 and the F1 to H4 and then getting that one approved. It seems that going outside the country is much better. Oh, okay. So one more thing is uh, during a change, I mean, uh, being in a, if you apply in uh, United, being in United States uh, for a change of status and, you know, uh, let's say we got a situation that we need to go back to India, I mean, uh, down the line, you know, during the process. So will there be an issue mm-hmm. with the approvals? I mean, because uh, uh, during the change uh, of status, during the change of status, if there is a situation mm-hmm. that uh, she needs to go India, mm-hmm. will there be from heifer no, to it? No, 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 sir. There will not be any problem. In fact, because she is on CPT, though, CPTs uh-huh. are always troublesome things. So it may be recommended that she goes to India to get the stamping, though. Because okay. CPTs, oh. they can always deny the change of status. Oh, oh okay. Okay, got you. So, um, I mean, uh, what are the current timelines, uh, if, you know, for both the scenarios? Uh, H, H4 to, plus EAD might take approximately 8 months to 18 months. I can't tell you why it is so, uh, so lengthier. Um, if you want to apply for H4 there and you want to come here and apply for the EAD, though, uh, it may take only uh, it may take only four to five months to get an EAD approval. That's the timeline. Uh, international caller from India four zero seven four. You have a question for us. Hi, uh, I'm Lakshman Kishore. I'm based out of India, so I have a question regarding the H1B visa. Okay, mm-hmm. uh, in 2017, uh, my H1B visa was approved. Okay, I received uh, the I-79B approval form for my sponsor but due to some circumstances i know i didn't go for the visa stamping or uh, or did i travel to us at any time uh, during this period so now i have mm-hmm. uh, got a h1b sponsor okay mm-hmm. uh, so will so uh, if uh, now the question is can he file the petition under cap exempt or should i go through the lottery process again and uh, one more thing you, is that my have, it's not the same company that is filing the h1b for user right it's a different company. Yeah, it's a different company. If it's yeah. a different company and you never got the stamping, technically yeah. you have not, technically you have not been counted towards the H1B number. Since you're not counted towards the H1B number, you'll have to go through the lottery system, sir. Okay. Uh, the last caller we take today, it's about uh, 1157, is going to be 7345. Hey Rahul, good afternoon. Yes, uh, yes. So I recently, I mean, last day I moved from company X to company Y. Uh, mm-hmm. Company Y filed my uh, labor last year, and uh, this February they filed EB3140 and EB2140. And mm-hmm. company X, uh, company X uh, helped me file AOS in recent October. So mm-hmm. I, re- I received uh, EAD last week. Mm-hmm and the biometric mm-hmm. schedule next week. Mm-hmm. So now I have a EB3 also approved from company X. I have, you know, so now can I transfer from company X to company Y 485J or since I have a company no, no, Y? No, no, no. 
Your prior date is not current with your current companies, right? It was current in October, but not right now, is it right? Yes, correct. Yeah. So you can't file a 485 with your current company, though. Um, with the previous company, did you have filed 485 or did you file I-140 plus 485 with them? EV3 downgrade plus 485. Okay, I would first recommend to get an I-140 approved with that company, though. Once you get the I-140 approved... Oh, you already filed in... Oh, you already filed in premium processing and got approved? Yes, in January, first week, it was approved. I would... If you... I would would recommend that that after six months, you actually do the 485J supplement instead of doing anything else. That's what I would recommend. So okay. that is company where I guess I can keep the one parties. Okay. Yeah, just keep it on in the case. side, just in case, though. Just in case. Uh, if something wrong happens. But in general, you should be fine. But I would still file a 485J supplement as soon as six months is, uh, six months is done. Okay? okay? Thank you, guys, okay. for coming. In the next conference call will be tomorrow uh, at 3, 4.30 Central Time. Thank you for listening to Ready and Newman Daily Podcast. We sincerely hope that you've taken something valuable out of it. Don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review. For more information or if you want to make an appointment, check out our websites, rnlawgroup.com and immigrationgirl.com. Have an awesome day.